Christmas. So today uh, we're going to have a little bit of an interactive, uh, interactive message here with the kids. So I want you guys uh, to answer questions if I ask. It's partially because I know you've been up most of the night, so excited waiting for your presence, and uh, partially because I have been up most of the night. Uh, not because I was excited for presents, but because I drank some of my sister's coffee punch last night. It was a bad idea. And uh, so uh, to keep us awake and excited, then we'll just do this. So um, kids, did you open any Christmas presents this morning? Some of you? Yeah? No? no? Chris? Okay. Yeah. There's some. All right. Good, good. Well, so here's what I want to do. What was your reaction when you opened your gift? When you got all the, the wrapping paper off of it, the, the tape, and, and you got the cardboard, you pulled the cardboard box open, and you looked inside of the cardboard box and seen what it was, uh, how did you react? Did you squeal with excitement? Yeah. Some kids do that. They do it. Oh, yeah! Or did you be silent because you were so, you're so glad you got it, but you were shy and didn't know what it was, so you kept it inside, and you're like, oh. Or did you be like, Oh, this is always what I've wanted. And just said, thank you so much, Mom and Dad. Run to them and give them a big old hug. Or, uh, or do you jump up and down and just go crazy flying around the, the, uh, the room, forgetting even how to talk, just making noises of excitement? That's what Flint does, and that's what I did when I was young. Wow. The excitement. Now, let me ask you a question. What is your reaction to receiving the greatest gift of all? The gift of Jesus, the newborn king. One of the songs we sung today called uh, O Come All Ye Faithful is so good at expressing a reaction to the gift of Jesus. O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come, let us adore Him. Sing, choirs of angels, sing in exultation. Sing, all ye citizens of heaven above. O come, let us adore Him. Yea, Lord, we greet Thee, born this happy morning. Jesus, to Thee be all glory given. O come, let us adore Him. Did you come this morning? To adore Jesus? Now, I know. I know church on, on Christmas morning uh, kind of interrupts our normal Christmas activities in the morning. My, my family, traditionally, we go over to my folks' house, to my parents' house, and my dad will cook a big old batch of homemade fresh donuts, fry up a bunch of donuts, and, and then we all, we all eat those donuts, and we open our gifts, and then after opening, opening our gifts, we... We uh, lounge around in our pajamas. We're so full from the donuts that there's nothing much we can do except for hold our presents in our hands and talk to each other until after lunchtime. But we didn't do that this morning. Today, we all, all of us, this church family, we came together on Christmas Day to adore Jesus. I've received some really good gifts. As a matter of fact, this year I've, I've, I've got some really 
good gifts, gifts that I really like, but the best gift ever is Jesus. And that's why we adore Jesus. You guys know what adore means? Anybody know? Flint, what does adore mean? Yeah, love, okay, okay. Here's what the Webster's Dictionary uh, says adore means. To worship or to honor as deity or as divine. To worship. Deity and divine is, is a God, is God-like. To worship a God. In this case, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus is the only gift that we should adore. The only gift that we should worship, the only gift that we should consider divine. And we should adore him with all of our hearts, with all of our minds, our soul, and our strength. We should adore him this day and every day. Now, how do we adore Jesus? First Chronicles chapter 16 gives a good idea. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring to bring your offerings and come into his presence. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Glory that he deserves. Bring your offering. Worship him. Matthew chapter 2 verse 1 says, About this, that time some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. The wise men. Now, wise men, they had everything that they could ever want. Uh, they didn't need nothing. They were, they were magi. They were royalty. All, all their, all their uh, needs were supplied. They had everything they needed except for a, a Savior. They didn't have a Messiah. So when they seen his star, they recognized it and they followed it. And that's what truly makes these men wise men. They saw the star and then they followed it. And I really love the story of the wise men and the star that they were just studying, sitting somewhere, um, doing what they do in their homeland, um, studying things, and all of a sudden they noticed something different in the atmosphere, in the sky, noticed something different, and it was a star, and they uh, recognized that there was something special about it. And I don't know if it was revelation from the Holy Spirit, revelation from God, or if it was them recalling something that they had read in the old scriptures, something told them this is a special star. This is the star of the Messiah. And they acted upon it. They decided, let's go follow this star. Now, why are they following the star? Because they know it's the star of the Messiah, but more so, they're following it so that they can adore what's under the star. They can adore Jesus. Basically, just as First Chronicles chapter 16, verse 29 said, they are following the star so that they can give 
glory to the Lord Jesus so that they can bring their offerings to him into his presence and they can worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. This is what's on the wise men's minds. They're going to adore the newborn king. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, they entered the house and they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, not only is it really neat that the wise men followed Jesus' star, but it's really neat that they transported gifts all the way from back east. They came a long ways, uh, miles and miles and days and months of travel, and they came all that way, and they still had this treasure chest full of things inside of it. Have you ever, have you ever uh, got a gift for someone, and then that gift didn't make it to the person that it was going to because you decided, well, oh, you'll use it or you'll eat it? So maybe, uh, you know, when, when it's hot outside, my wife doesn't drink very much soda, but once in a while she likes a soda, and she doesn't like it out of a bottle or out of a can. She likes it out of the fountain at the gas station. And so uh, once in a while, not very often because I'm not a very good husband, but once in a while I will get a soda pop for my wife and I'll bring it home. And it's hot outside and, and I, you know, I'll stop by my dad's to, to drop something off. It's so hot, so I'll take a little sip of that soda. M my wife won't know. Um, and then I get home and before I go inside, I, I take another sip because i got yard work to do on the way into the house. And by the time I get to the house, there's no more soda left. And that's not a very good gift. These wise men, they traveled all that way and they had these chests full of things that they specifically prepared for Jesus. Now, uh, you know, traveling that long way, I don't know, they were probably, probably likely to be tired of their travel food. I don't know, beef jerky or whatever you take on the road. They're traveling and, and so they may come uh, along a sign along the highway whenever you get into Jesus, and it, maybe it's a sign for McDonald's or, or a sign for uh, Sirloin Stockade. They had a big steak on that sign. Uh, probably not because I don't think they had those back then, but, but they, they would have gotten hungry and said, man, let's break into this gold that we brought for Jesus. We'll just take a little bit of it, and we'll spin it on a big steak, and that'll help us get the rest of the way to Jesus. And, and I imagine maybe it was an argument. No, no, we, we brought that for Jesus. But they didn't break into that gold. And I don't know, maybe there was three wise men, who, who knows. Um, and so the wise men, they, they travel all that way. I don't think they've had very many showers. And so uh, probably one of them was complaining about the other, uh, smelling so bad. Man, you, you need to take a bath. Put on some of that frankincense that we brought Jesus. That, you know, it's used for like perfume. And I'll help you smell it. Put, we don't want to smell you. Put on. No, no. It's for Jesus. We brought it for the newborn king whom we are going to see. It's amazing that they saved those very special gifts, those offerings. They brought them a long ways. And they had a purpose, and they delivered them to their purpose. We are to give ourselves as an offering to Jesus. We offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. So here we are to adore Jesus. 
We are offering ourselves this Christmas morning as living sacrifices, and we've come here to this place to worship him. Another neat thing about the wise men is that they don't go back the same way. You know the conversation that they had with Herod. Herod says, eh, come back to me when you find him and uh, let me know so that I can go worship him. Well, the wise men, they were wise. They knew that Herod did not want to worship the newborn king of the Jews. So they went the other way, didn't cross back by, by King Herod. Sometimes, uh, you know, we go to places that we shouldn't go back. And we need to be wise and avoid that situation or the place or the thing that we did by all means. Go the other way. Now, King David, King David in the Old Testament, he also provides an example of adoration to the Lord in a story that's kind of like the Christmas story. Now, the Ark of the Covenant contained the presence of God. This was before Jesus came. And if you guys, uh, kids, don't know what the Ark of the Covenant is, it's, it's a box thing. But in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament times, uh, they carried, it had sticks on the front and back of it in a big old box, and it was, it was put together just like God had said. All of the important things were inside of it, like the Ten Commandments, tablets, and <clears throat> other things that were, that were special to God. And they had this, God's presence was inside of this box that the Israelites carried around with them. Everywhere that they went, um, they took the presence of God. Even into battle, when they would go to war, they would take the Ark of the Covenant, God's presence, into battle so that God could be with them. Well, in one of those battles, uh, the Philistines, they stole the Ark of the Covenant. They captured the Israelites and took the Ark of the Covenant, removed it from Israel. Now, David and his army were terribly upset. They were mad. They were sad. And they tried several times to get the Ark of the Covenant back. Man, they tried to get it back, but they failed several times. Finally, they listened to God's instructions. God always knows what to do. And they listened to him, and they were able to successfully return the Ark of the Covenant back to Israel. And they brought it back to Israel. They were so happy. The symbol of God's presence was once again among his people. Now, here's what David wrote right after they got the Ark back. Just how happy he was. 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 8. Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim his greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. Sing to him. Yes, sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. They were so happy that the presence of God was back with them. Now today, we don't have the Ark of the Covenant with us. But, we don't have to have the Ark of the Covenant with us to have the Lord with us. Kids, do you know what the word Emmanuel means? God with us. God with us. And Jesus came as Emmanuel. God with us. 
So we don't have to have the Ark of the Covenant because he is with us. He came to us uh, as a child and he was living the lives just like we do, except he was living it perfect. And then he died on the cross and was resurrected again. And his Holy Spirit came and now Jesus lives within us. It's kind of neat. We're like uh, an Ark of the Covenant. But even better because Jesus, our Savior, lives within us. Emmanuel. Now, uh, who were the first people to see the baby Jesus other than Mary and Joseph? Anybody know? Uh, No. Shepherds. That's right. It was the shepherds. You know what the shepherds did when they seen the baby Jesus? You know what they did? Luke chapter 2, verse 17 says, After seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel said to them about this child. And all who heard the shepherd's story were astonished. Like, like Noah's, Noah's story in, in communion meditation. How, how amazing is that? His grandmother did not take credit. She gave it to God. She told others about it. Not because she wanted the glory, but because it was such an amazing thing. She wanted everyone to hear how amazing God is. And it's the same as the shepherds. They told everyone what had happened. And those who heard were astonished. It was such exciting news. They just had to tell it. Have you guys told anyone about what you got for Christmas? Some gifts are just so cool, you know, you got to tell, man. I got a brand new pocket knife. Tell all my buddies about it. Look at this. It's sharper than yours. It's sharper than anyone I've ever had. It's a great pocket knife. And it's painted orange, so I won't lose it. Tell everyone about it. But how cool is it that the best gift ever is Jesus, and we must tell others about it. When we get older, uh, we stop usually stop talking so much about the things we get, but we mustn't be like that with Jesus. Always tell others about the greatest gift, the gift that gives eternal life. Uh, Verse 20 of Luke chapter 2, the shepherds went back to their flocks glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. It was just as the angel had told them. Glorifying and praising God. And that's what we're here to do this morning. Praise Him and glorify Him. We're ramping up to tell everyone. Now let's review for a moment. Uh, do you remember what adore means? It means to, to worship, to love so much that you worship them. Now the wise men, they adored Jesus by coming to him and giving him gifts. Gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, expensive gifts, very important gifts. Now the best gift that we can give Jesus is ourselves. We do that by worshiping him, by believing him and in him, by obeying him and by living our lives. For Jesus. Now David, he was so excited when they got the presence of the Lord back into the Israelites' home territory that that he proclaimed the greatness of God to everyone. 
That must have been so exciting. But it's even better for us now. Now that we have Jesus living inside of us. And the shepherds, they adore Jesus. Also by coming to him like the wise men. And when they went and told everyone about him, it showed their true adoration. It told everyone. And that reminds me of my favorite Christmas song. Go tell it on the mountain. Now I've asked the band to, to play it for us so that we can sing along to this Christmas song about evangelizing to everyone we come across. Band, would you come up and, and lead us and go tell it on the mountain. 